Welcome to Water, Sunshine, and Shit, the weekly podcast of inner growth and empowerment. Listen in as Janet and I get real about self-accountability and self-awareness. We are here to help you adjust your dialogue and adapt your mindset so that you may change your life. Hey there, Blossoms. Welcome back to our episode four shadow work series two so if you caught last week's episode uh we discussed importance of shadow work in relation to self-growth we discussed the origin of shadow work uh while uh touching on jung and his archetypes we discussed several techniques you can employ on your shadow work journey some things that perhaps maybe get you started uh, it was a lot of information. I'm pretty sure it was almost an hour long. And some of our listeners had questions. So we decided to answer them on this episode to help clarify the key points regarding shadow work. I am so excited, Janet, to hear from people who are listening to our podcast, giving us feedback so we can grow. Uh, me too. And the opportunity to interact with our listeners, of course, is something we've been looking forward to. So we're so excited. Yeah. And of course, what the whole podcast is about to try to help people any way we can um, expand their knowledge base so that they can follow their own journey and their own path. Awesome. Well, if we hop right into it, question number one is from Susan in Maryland. And she asks, is your ego and shadow the same? Actually, no, Susan, they are not. The ego is your conscious sense of self. It's the self that sees the world with eyes wide open and makes decisions. It's your daily self, who you are. And believe it or not, it only makes up 10% of your overall consciousness of who you actually are. Like the tip of an iceberg that just shows up, you know, like the Titanic when it was going through the water and it saw that tip, oh, no big deal. And didn't realize underneath was that huge, yeah. massive, ball of ice just waiting to explode yeah that's kind of like what our unconscious is it contains all 90 percent is that bottom iceberg that sits down below that the shadow and that's your shadow the unconscious sense of self it's that part of you that's been disowned discarded repressed and rejected it stores a lot of false and irrational beliefs that you internalize since birth and like I said, it's 90% of our overall consciousness. It's the rest of that iceberg. Can you imagine, Natasha? We don't use 90% of our brains. I am just shocked by the numbers, first of all. And you are thinking about it. It is since birth. So, you know, it either keeps building up and like brewing inside of you or it's it's like stagnant pond water and just like festers there um question number two is from megan in delaware and she writes you guys mentioned archetypes but i didn't quite understand exactly what is an archetype hey, megan thanks for listening really good question there are a lot of terms in psychology that essentially describe the same idea. And archetypes is one of those words. 
may be more familiar with the Myers-Briggs personality test. A lot of jobs give them to their employees. Um, it's a big online thing. I know there's a TikTok thing going on not too long ago with the Myers-Briggs. I am an INFJ. ENFJ. <laughs> Basically, it's the same concept. Young took his studies of behavior and he just categorized them into types based on repeated patterns of a person's behavior. And both of those are supposed to give you a fairly accurate description of how you interact in life. Like the INFJ is intuitive, judgmental. That's what the J stands for, which I have discussed before is one of my shadow traits that I have worked on. I actually would be interested in taking the test again because I don't think I would get a J anymore, which is, I'm kind of interested to see that now that I've done some of my shadow work that addressed it. And it's like our go-to archetypes for all of our situations. It's kind of how you're going to react in any given situation. Usually you have about five or six that make you up, just like the letters of the Myers-Briggs. There's INFJ, four of them. Usually you have about five archetypes in your wheelhouse. Really fascinating, Megan, actually, and you should really further explore it. There's a test online that you can do, I believe, Natasha, you mentioned earlier. I can actually uh, put the link on to our Facebook group. But yeah, it's a great, it's a great thing to know. It will help you understand why you react the way you do sometimes in certain situations and help you kind of anticipate your reaction, which is going to help you learn to change your behavior. Great question, Megan. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I want to add on as usual. Uh, my friends and I, they, they like the Myers-Briggs test too. So when we first all met, that was one of the first topics that came up in conversation was, <laughs> did you take the Myers-Briggs test? What are you? What's your personality type? I'm like ENFJ. And uh, I'm pretty sure my friend's like INFP and her husband is ENFJ. Right. So it's so exciting to uh, see like similar characteristics. And I'm pretty sure my husband is an INFP too. I'm almost positive. Awesome. Okay. This is great. Okay. Question three is from Kevin in Colorado. And he wants to know exactly what is our unconscious and why is it so important to be aware of, aware of and work with? Isn't that why it's unconscious? So I don't have to think about it. Yeah, I don't see it. It's not there. No, it doesn't exist. If I can't see it, it's not there. Pull the blanket over your eyes. (laughs) Your unconscious is your, your, it's your personal interactive library. It's kind of like a storehouse. Every single moment of your life, every thought, every experience, every action, every word spoken, And every word spoken to you at that exact time, age, it happens. It stores it. Interestingly, our bodies not only store it, but it gets internalized into our cells as well. Our concept called cellular memory. And I know we've discussed that before on one of our other podcasts. Energies. Um, Energies. They're real. And attached to each of those memories is a belief. When When you store, when you have an interaction or an experience, and as you said, your unconscious stores it immediately, but you attach a belief or a perception and that also becomes internalized and it forms a pattern of reactions to given situations as you grow. I guess kind of think of, if if you were to think of the unconscious as having a job description, 
you'll see how important uh, what it does, the things that you don't even realize is going on, kind of like a computer in the, in the background, the processes that are running our brains, you know, are kind of like computers. So there's a lot of things going on in the background all the time that you're not consciously aware of. And thank goodness we're not because it would be exhausting. We'd never be able to do it. So I'm just going to kind of run down a short little list to, to give you an idea of exactly what's going on in your head at any given time. As we said, it records all memories and remembers everything. You can't consciously do that. So it does it for you. And your unconscious mind files and store things, stores things in a very organized way. Everybody's heard of hypnosis. When people are led through hypnosis, they tap into that unconscious and they, it's easy. You'll, you'll see them, you know, tell me about the time you were eight years old and when you're watching a movie and you're like, what? That's impossible. But that's how your unconscious works. It can go to that shelf in its library, eight years old. This is the day and happen and pull that file with no problem, which to me, that's amazing. I mean, our brains are just amazing things. I'm just thinking about all the times it pulls the file out at like the wrong time. Oh, yes. And we're getting to that <laughs> because the unconscious mind, and you led us right into it, Natasha, is responsible for all your emotions. And quite often we're, we're kind of aware sometimes of our emotions. You know, when you, that, that tip of your iceberg gets triggered, activated, you know, your conscious self runs into something and you fly into a rage and it pisses you off so bad. And you're like, oh my gosh, why did I react that way over something that wasn't really that big of a deal? And that takes you back to remembering when your unconscious mind makes your memory, it makes it at what age you were. So if you're 40 years old and you have something happen and you make a memory of it, you're making a memory as a 40 year old person with your 40 year old cognitive abilities, your perceptions, your beliefs. If something happened to you when you were five years old, you, your unconscious retains that as a five year old's belief and memory. Now think back to when you were five years old, when those emotions come up, those un unconscious emotions and you overreact, sometimes it's a, basically a temper tantrum from a five-year-old because that's the memory that's coming up and that's how it's going to present itself. So, I love that this just makes so much sense. And, and of course, it takes you right into its job is also to repress and suppress memories. Our unconscious has the ability to keep us safe if they believe, if it believes, I say they, <laughs> that I think there's a couple up there. <laughs> I think so too. This is that might have been a Freudian slip for me. So you guys might just have to let that one go. But it protects us. It protects us. If there's a situation like a traumatic situation is too overwhelming, your unconscious mind will block it from you. It will bring it back up, as you said. And it brings it up not when you're safe for it, but when it feels it's safe and needs you to be dealing with it that our minds like that it pushes us kicks us in the butt you know hey it's time to deal with this because you've been pulling that blanket over your eyes for way too long now and sometimes it does come out at the wrong times or bad times or inappropriate times or inconvenient times <laughs> which makes sense why we need to pay attention to our inner child because I'm just now learning that my inner child still has files of memories in my unconscious that could negatively trigger me. So yeah. I'm going to pay attention to her. Yeah. That makes so Oh, wow. See, I've been doing it, but I didn't know why. 
Right. And, and now I know why. Right. So when they say hug your inner child, that's what they're talking about. They're talking about all those memories and experiences that you stored as a little kid and, and your perception and belief of them and how it made you feel. Because so. they're much different when we're, I'm not 40 yet, but I'm getting there. On my way to 40, my thoughts and emotions are much different than obviously six and eight year old me. Just because they're from a five-year-old point of view doesn't make them any less important or powerful because sometimes those earliest ones are the most powerful ones that we have. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Hashtag love your inner child. Yes. Give her a hug. Give them 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 a hug. They love you and need you. And let me tell you, when you start hugging your inner child, your life will change. Your unconscious mind also, and kind of talking about our inner child, is our moral highway. It's our moral conscious. It's what's supposed to serve as our moral conscious. It's highly moral. However, it's only highly moral, moral according to the morals and beliefs that you were taught as a child. So you can only be influenced by your environment right so not something that's already built into you correct right. correct so you can change your morals and your beliefs you know a lot of people that's the way it's always been that's the way it's been you know my grandfather my whatever believed it they believed it it's always been that doesn't make it right <laughs> You know, yeah, it just makes it what you did and what was around you. Right. Just because it's tradition doesn't mean it has to, it's right or it has to be repeated or handed down. And Let I think me tell you, of that. I have become a breaker of traditions and I'm falling in love with it. The big thing your unconscious body does, or mind does is it runs your, manages your whole body. I mean, it's responsible for your breathing, your diet, all the involuntary movement, yes, your heart rate your metabolism, all that good stuff that it was, if, you know, making sure it excretes one hormone, which will activate another hormone when this is out of balance. Public school don't teach health the way they should, health education. They don't teach us about our bodies. I think the way that children need to be taught about their bodies from a very young age. I would love to redo the whole system because when I went to nursing school in my late thirties, early forties is when I finally learned exactly how my body works. And it's amazing and fascinating that it knows and has everything it needs to take care of itself. I'm the one that screws it up. The thing, like I said, if we had to think about all that stuff, it's impossible we wouldn't be able to do it. Your unconscious mind is very powerful as we know, but it's, it's very childlike as we've discussed. It likes to follow orders. It likes things clear, concise. It does not like ambiguity. We've talked about manifesting before, and believe me, we will be getting into podcasts on manifesting. I'm excited about that. <laughs> and part of manifesting is being clear and concise about what it is you want. The universe reacts to your vibrancies. We've talked before and, and your, your unconscious mind. You can say something, but if you're thinking something different in your head or even your unconscious knows you're not telling the complete truth about something. That's the universe response to that. Not what you're saying. It responds to what it knows is, you know, in that unconscious. So be clear and concise, learn to use your unconscious, harness its power for good. <laughs> yes. Uh, intention, everybody. I feel like that's my word of the year 
intention. What are your intentions? Because your intention comes from your conscience. You got to think that and visualize it. Yep. I feel called out, Janet. <laughs> oh, like you said, energy what goes right along with that is our unconscious mind is what manages, stores, distributes our energy. Our electrical impulses are chi. Every culture, every religion, every modulality knows of the body's energy center or meridian. It's called by different names. Your, your, your chi, your energy, your prana, your life force, but it's all the same thing. And it's scientifically proven, you know, this is a real thing. We know it exists that your body has an energetic system that runs throughout. They can actually show on different kinds of scans. Your chakra is being jacked up. It'll show a disruption in that energy flow in your chi. And like anything else in your body, your body wants a state of homeostasis, which means it, it wants balance. That's why we as humans always strive for balance. It's a natural thing. So when something's out of whack in one part of your body, it's going to mess up things in others. So, so I might have gut problems and be really upset, but come to find out that's not where my issue is stemming from. I got a jacked up energy blockage somewhere else, but it's affecting down there. So energy work is really important and it's a good thing to learn and educate yourself about. And I know you're very much into energy oh, yes. work as well. Yes. Reiki healing is my thing. If you have never experienced it, I, I highly recommend uh, booking yourself a session uh, and just experience it with open, you know, an open mind. It's amazing. It, it can, it's an amazing experience. It really is. Well, when I'm all set up, Janet, I'm going to let you know, and then you could be my first Reiki practice. Oh, I am. I am there. Trust me. I am there. Okay, Kevin. So your unconscious mind can install new habits with repetition. So when we are making our new goals, 21 days to create a new habit, as long as you practice that habit daily, repetitively, rewiring your hard drive. That's what, you know, our unconscious is. We have the power to rewire it. We just have to commit to doing it. Our unconscious mind is always pushing us to strive for more. And that's why a lot of people get that feeling, you know, I feel like I should be doing something with my life or I have a different purpose. We're not meant to stay stagnant. We're meant to grow and flourish and, and change and experience things. Your unconscious mind does utilize symbols. Everybody's heard of dream interpretation. Your unconscious mind gives you signals, gives you clues. It gives you signs. You just got to be aware and you got to pay attention. You have to train your mind to uh, look for the commonalities in some of the signs or symbols that you're seeing. We don't go into dream interpretation on here. It's not something I'm skilled at at all. I have no idea. Now, I find it fascinating though, because I am a dreamer. Yeah. Are you a dreamer? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I, I can pick up off of a dream too, like where I left off after waking up. Oh, isn't that crazy? When I hear people say that they don't dream or can't remember their dreams, I'm just, I'm so sad for them. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I love my dreams. <laughs> it's like a vacation from reality I didn't ask for. Yeah. When you learn that you're dreaming, you can learn how to control your dreams. So you yep. can manipulate what's going on. Yeah. I was a child able to manipulate my dreams, not knowing what I was doing, but completely capable of manipulating my dreams. Other thing your unconscious mind does, Kevin, and we have talked about this before as well, it takes everything literally and personally. So that negative self-talk that you have going on, 
Yes, you will. You get attacked. Uh, uh, Natasha's already been attacked a couple times during our podcast, she said. <laughs> so it takes yes. everything literally and personally. So it's important for you to realize that and kind of when you recognize that self-talk, realize that your inner child taking things a little too personally and you, you know, you can kind of get control of it. Our unconscious likes the le- path of least resistance. The easiest thing, we know that, the easiest go-to. Well, that's anything. Anything flows better with least resistance. I've often wondered if, if I was in a complete state of homeostasis. I know this sounds kind of crazy. Here goes my multiple personality skin. But if I could achieve a complete state of homeostasis where everything in my body is working exactly like it's supposed to be pure. I wonder what an amazing feeling that would be. I know that's crazy. Um, I'm such a nerd. I've never thought about that because I've always know that everything's just going to be unbalanced and it's going to be up to me on the outside <laughs> to right. maintain that. So to believe that it could ever be like that, I've never thought about it. <laughs> And uh, the last thing I want to talk about what your unconscious mind does is it doesn't process negatives. And I know that might be hard to understand, but basically you can't not think what you don't want to think about. So if I say, don't think of that white car, what are you going to see for the next three days? White White cars. cars. We've talked before about the power of words, how you put something, how you word something can have a quite a, well, people know that in text messages can have a different meaning. You can take it a different way, interpret it a different way. Um, using words like don't, can't, won't, we've talked before that need to be eliminated from your vocabulary. Just do away with it because your mind will get stuck on it. And that's what it's going to keep seeing. That's what it's going to keep bringing to you. It's going to keep popping into your head. And we can control that. Yes, we can. So Kevin, as you see, (laughs) your unconscious mind is extremely powerful and extremely important, has a lot of jobs, and we need to take care of it. We need to, like I said, hardwire it, rewire it. We need to baby our unconscious. We need to make peace with it. We need to shed some light on it. And that's what shadow work is all about. We have like one more question. Yeah, it's our last question from Terry in Delaware. She says, hi, Natasha and Janet. I It really hit me when you discussed how what irritates us about others is our shadow self reacting and how our perception may be the real issue. Can you explain a bit more about this and maybe give me an example? That's a really good question. Thank you, Terry. The moment experience comes into your body, It no longer exists as the experience itself, but your perception of it. And I know that's kind of confusing. The factual truth actually gets lost in your perception because you're viewing it through your filters and your lenses. So all you see is your version, like an eyewitness testimony. You know, when something happens and you have a great big crowd of people and they all see the same thing and the police go around, they interview everybody and everybody has a different description of what happened. It's because they're viewing that, that even though they all witnessed the same event, which is the the truthful event, as soon as they witnessed it and stored it, it immediately became their perception of the event seen through their filters and lens, which is your unconscious. Your unconscious is your filter and lens. Those are the ones that we are talking about need to be healed when we say someone triggers us and throws it back at us. 
I'm going to give you an example. I'm going to tell you a little story of Fanny the Fibber. So Fanny the Fibber is a work mage. You guys all work together. She's part of your group. You go out after work, have a few drinks, whatever. Later that night, you're trying to get a good night's sleep. What's it do? It wakes you up at three o'clock in the morning. Oh my God, that Fanny. I can't stand that she lies like that. So at that point, that's when you're going to say, hmm, I need to ask myself a few questions. Because at that point, if you could have just walked away from that lunch and thought, oh, wow, she's really got some issues, maybe felt compassion for her that something in her life caused her to be this way and not given a second thought, then you're good. But because you weren't able to do that and it irritated you so badly and continued to irritate you, that's your clue from the unconscious and the universe that this is your projection. This is something you need to work on. So then you need to take a look at it. Okay, well, she's a liar. Well, then am I a liar? Well, if you are, then fix it. If you're not, then you kind of go a little bit further. Well, are people around me lying, you know, or am I lying about other areas of my life, finances, career, work, relationships? Am I being less than truthful either with myself or with others about my situations? And this is how shadow work works. You start by picking out the pieces and try to find out exactly what the root cause is of your irritation. So you go through all the questions and maybe you finally get to the point where Fanny's interaction is what's bringing that out. Probably something you would have never thought of at the beginning, but until you took it apart and pieced it apart and got to the root cause. And that's what shadow work kind of consists of. That's what like a coach or a therapist will do with you. Being triggered by other people man, that's just like a red flag slap in the face from your unconscious, huh? <laughs> yeah. So where we think the red flag is them. Yes. It's our perception of them. Exactly. Yeah. It's our perception of them and, and how they make us feel isn't, I mean, yes, Fanny obviously has a problem with honesty and that's her journey. That's her path, but your path, your journey, and the reason she's in your life is to get you to pay attention to whatever those feelings that she brought out in you, that's what you need to address. It's one of those times your unconscious is saying, hey, you got something way deep that needs to be taken care of. So you're going to feel uncomfortable every time. And so you take care of it. So pretty cool. We have our own like little self-accountability coach. Too bad too many of us ignore it all the time, huh? Yeah. Or we drink it to shut up. Uh, addiction has, we all know, any kind of addiction is to numb our feelings to escape from our feelings not to have to face them not to have to think about them like we talked about before it's so difficult it takes a lot of courage and a lot of forgiveness and self-love to admit even to yourself those parts of you that aren't flattering as we said no shame we're not allowed no shame here nope so so many great questions oh my gosh yeah that was wonderful and i'm glad people are listening and and you know wanting to to understand and clarify so that they can continue their journey. Gosh, keep them coming guys. Anytime, anything, yeah. even if it's something not to do with our podcast, if it just has to do with self-care, self-accountability in general, please, you know, there's a message button on that podcast. Yes, we will read it. All right. So let's wrap things up. Uh, just do a quick list of how to get started with shadow work. Uh, you can educate yourself about shadow work and the unconscious. We supply links 
on our, um, I think it's on the business page. Yes. Yes. And decide if you will go it alone or help or reach out for help from a therapist or coach, which the business Jewel Health and Wellness does offer. I'm excited to start my life coaching journey uh, as a recipient of the life coach. I think it would be pretty cool to maybe eventually become one. However, I think it would be a great idea for me to have a life coach before I become one. So also start journaling your reactions to your emotional triggers. Like I said, I have the the audio journal, or if you have a notepad and a pen, that's easy for you to, um, to write down. Uh, describe the situation and what was said, how you immediately felt, and what you believe about it, and what you did. And there's no need to analyze it. You're just acknowledging what happened and how you felt. That's the bottom line. Just like having you mirror it to yourself, either with your voice or written down, it's important for you to see so you can retain it. Also practice meditation, breath work, and yoga. I know something I need to implement into my life is a morning routine and a night routine. And I think a good five to 10 it or five to 10 minute meditation when I wake up and when I go to sleep would help kind of set the tone for my day and my dreams at night. (laughs) Uh, And lastly, research energy healing therapies such as Reiki, chakra cleansing, muscle tests, and others. It's, they're really cool too. I think uh, I could put a, a link or two up on Uh, our group page for some Reiki videos or like, cause you could do it by yourself. You can do it by yourself. And I I just want to go back real quick because your computer froze up just for a moment when you were reading uh, the the prompt, the journal prompt questions. Uh, I tried to get your attention, but uh, I don't think you could hear me at the time. So could you just read that one again for our listeners too? Cause I'm not going to bother editing it. We're just going to kind of let it go. Okay. Um, Often we don't hear what someone says. We imagine what they meant. A good prompt for journaling is to ask yourself these four questions. Is it true? Can I absolutely know it's true? What happens when I believe that thought? And who would you be without that? Yeah, I'm actually going to utilize those four questions too personally. Um, okay. So, uh, shadow work is the root of self-care. It is surrender, acceptance, and self-compassion needed for healing and growth. And to quote Einstein, we cannot solve our problems with the same level of thinking that created them. I like that quote. You have to change your way of thinking uh, that different perception to solve the problem or it keeps repeating. Exactly. Yeah. Groundhog day. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So your unconscious has an energetic vibrational frequency and that it is, or that is what the universe responds to. That's what the goal of our podcast is to help you raise your vibrational frequency and change your life. As you guys know, Natasha and I are newbies at this. We are, this is something we wanted to do our passion, something for us to put out, to help others, to have fun with. 
We are refining each week, tweaking and, and learning as we go. We want to, it is our goal to become more consistent with the releases of our um, episodes. So we decided to change it into a bi-weekly podcast instead. We would rather bring you quality over quantity. And because of life obligations and other things we have going on, we both realized with our schedules that we would feel more confident bringing you the bi-weekly podcast to ensure that you get the best of us and the best information and the best time and that we're doing, not doing you a disservice. So we're going to try for episodes to be, no, we're not going to try. Natasha, strike me down. Our intention we are doing, and we have decided, and we are committed to. Yes. That our episodes will be released every other Monday night. And that's another good reason to join our Facebook group, Water, Sunshine, and Shit, because on our off weeks that we're not releasing, we are going, or is our intention to do something special for you guys, whether it be a live stream or a giveaway or some kind of little fun interactive contest or poll or something. Well, guys, we were going to keep it short and sweet this week. We know everybody just came back from a holiday weekend. Gearing up, May's on its way. May flowers. Oh my goodness. It was April showers yesterday. Yes. And today, well, today's cold, but Big things coming up. We're going to get a list together, uh, some content that we're going to be covering. As we talked about before, manifesting is something we're looking forward to talking about. So look for that in the next uh, couple months coming up. Natasha, as Thank always. you very much. <laughs> it's enjoyable, friend. I love you. Love you. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed creating. Please keep those voice messages coming. We encourage listener participation. Always, we give thanks to our corporate sponsor, Jewel Health and Wellness. Be sure to check them out. You can find the link in the description. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast and join our Facebook group to stay up on the latest news in between episodes. Until next time, be kind to yourself and make sure to get your daily dose of water, sunshine, and shit.